Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I'm not going to be very long here, but I just want to provoke some thinking for each one of us about how we do life, whether you're a dad or not, whether you're a man or woman. I think every single one of us, there's some things that we all recognize that we want to aspire to or that draw us. By any measure, it seems to me, Jesus Christ was definitely an everyday hero. He still tops the list of the most admired people in all of history. The book about him is still the most published and most purchased book across the entire world. And more people still follow him and his teachings than anyone else that's ever lived. So when I read you this verse in Mark's Mark's Gospel 12, verse 37, where it says, and the common people heard him gladly. There was a lot of people that didn't like Jesus, that's for sure. Some of them were the religious leaders. Matter of fact, most of the people that never liked Jesus, even the Roman occupiers, you know, were open to him. But a lot of the most religious ones were the ones that kind of really found him threatening. And yet it says the common people, the everyday, the ordinary people, Heard him gladly. Let me just suggest to you three reasons why common people found an attractiveness about Christ. Because I still believe the same today. I find people all around the world, no matter where they are, of all different backgrounds, that people are drawn to Jesus Christ. Have a conversation with people. Talk to people, whether they grew up in church or not. Matter of fact, I meet people all the time who have a reverence for Christ and want to know more about who Jesus is. There's something about him that stands out of every guru, out of every religious leader, out of every good person, every moral person, every philosopher or every teacher. I think, number one, it's because he was authentic. And when I say authentic, let me give you the dictionary definition. It means to actually and exactly be what is claimed. To be fully trustworthy. In other words, to be somebody who is consistent in the way you live your life. And absolutely Jesus was that. Matter of fact, they had to make up claims about Jesus in order to be able to put him on trial and eventually crucify him. It says they could find nothing at all that they could pin on him. There was nothing. He seemed to always carry out exactly what he said he was going to do. And I think about that and I go, what an amazing goal it is in life. I'm a father and a grandfather. And what a goal it is to be a trustworthy dad, to be a trustworthy member of the community. I've spoken to a lot of people who at the end of their life were reflecting on how they'd been people that were dads, people. I was thinking about good old uh, Jerry Richardson, remember him? He was our oldest church member. I think he was 99 and a half, I think, something like that, when he passed away. And I talked to Jerry about his life and, and about his upbringing in an orphanage in England. I have up in my office the first New Testament they gave him at the age of eight when he first committed his life to Christ. And he said, I want you to have this as a gift. 
And so I treasured it to small, very small uh, New Testaments up there in my office on the bookcase. And this man spoke to me about his life, but he never talked about the achievements or about the applause. He never spoke to me once about the things that he bought or about the things that he'd been a part of. But what he spoke about was the life of influence that he'd been able to have. I don't think any dad at the end of his life will look about his kids and, and regret that they never bought that toy that was the flavour of the month. They're never going to look back and say, I wish I'd spent more money on my kids. Most of us, myself included, will look back and see the moments where we were less than trustworthy and go, I wish I'd done that differently. I think it's a great aim to have in life to say, you know what, I'm going to set an example Listen to me, no matter what, you may never be a dad. I don't know you all. You might never get married or whatever. Maybe you've got no desire or plans to. Can I say to you, you still can be an example to so many other people in the way you live your life. Don't think it's about how famous you are, how many followers you are have. Think about saying, in the circle of influence that I have, I'm going to be like Jesus. I am going to be authentic in the way I live my life. Here's the second thing I think about Jesus was this that he didn't just say that he cared. He made his entire life about other people. The Bible says so. He laid down his life for us. People have spoken about it this morning. Thank God for someone. Nathan said so powerfully about a dad who 29 years, was it? 29 years said, I want to do this for my son. And so gave it up amidst the pressure of family and said, I'm giving that up because you matter to me more than what I feel like doing. And I think that's the essence of it, isn't it? A lot of people will tell you that they care. A lot of people talk about care and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but actually demonstrating it. And Jesus did that over and over again. Ultimately, that was demonstrated in the cross where he hung there. The Bible says it wasn't for himself but it was actually for all of us. It says he died for the ungodly. Jesus never died to start a new religion. That'd be nuts. He didn't do that. He died so that you and I could have a brand new start in the inside of our life. That we can have, don't underestimate the power of a new beginning in Jesus Christ and what that can mean for your life. Thirdly and lastly, Jesus, I believe, was heard gladly by the common people because he gave people the hope of a life with God. Of all the things that I believe our world needs right now, it needs a hope that is more permanent. We've got, we hope in the government, God bless the government. We hope in the medical profession, thank God for every single one of them. We've honoured many of them here today. Thank God for all that stuff. But there's so many limits to every one of those areas. Jesus said, oh, let me give you a hope that is unchallengeable and unchanging. Let me point to you to something. We say it before, he'll never, ever fail. Lots of us hear that are Christians, because being a Christian doesn't mean that you get an easy life or that it's just all a steady upward trajectory. Many of us here in this building, we have experienced pain, we've experienced loss, we've experienced all kinds of, uh, of trauma or crisis and all the rest of that kind of stuff that can go with just being human. And yet we've found in the middle of all of that that there's a God who never fails.
And you know, these people knew about God. It's not like Jesus came into an unreligious world. Because there was like elaborate stuff, like hello. There was so much about what spiritual life looked like in Jesus' day. The people who didn't like him were the religious leaders, the Pharisees. And, you know, all these people that it says the common people heard him gladly. Why? Because the only experience of God they had was rituals and rules. Only a very few special people could get close to God. And only then after incredibly complicated manoeuvres. It was kind of like God really got into the too hard basket. The whole lot of it was just like, you know, it was an impossible mountain to climb. And then Jesus turns up and he says things like this. Whoever wants to can come to me. Whoever wills to. He says, I won't in any way reject you. He taught the disciples to say, our father. He said, it's the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And he made it so simple that even to this day, I reckon Christians get it way too complicated. I reckon we make it far too hard when Jesus said this, a simple yes will start you on the journey. Think about it. He goes to the disciples who are fishing and he says, come follow me. He doesn't say, by the way, here's the test. Here's 20 questions, you better get them right. There's a pass, right? If you don't get 90 out of 20, you're done. He doesn't do that. He says, come follow me. And it's simple, yes or not yes. It's pretty easy. Just here we go. And their yes opened up for them a life they never could have imagined. More than what they saw in Christ was not an alternative to the Pharisees. It was a brand new experience of spiritual life. How do I walk with God? To this day, ask any of us, ask me after all these years, what do you love the most about walking with God? And I reckon all of us will say the same thing. It's relationship with God. That's what speaks to us. You know, that God will walk with us. He's not in heaven as the final bus stop where we all get off. You know, it's kind of not like somehow or other he's just saying, well, look, I hope you get there. But he says, I'm going to walk with you. Talk about an everyday hero on my every good day and my every rubbish day, my every brilliant day where I feel good about myself and my every bad day where I think, what on earth uh, am I good for? In all of those days, he says, I'll be with you. And I think that, to me, has got to be one of the greatest things that I know about Jesus. That's why many of us, this church exists. Why? Because we want to say to everyone, here's the door. It's this easy. Can we show you? It's this easy. You can start, oh, you know, you say, well, you know, you don't understand what I've done. I go, no, that's on that side of the door. If you say yes and come on this side of the door, everything shifts. You go, well, yeah, but you don't understand. I don't know enough. And I go, yeah, that's that side of the door. Come in here. He's not asking you how much you know before you say yes. He's just saying, I want to help you. You know, several years ago, we came up with this idea and it's been such an amazing blessing to so many people. It's called Yes Text. When we started it out, there was no pandemic or anything like that. And the online space wasn't what it is now. And so we started it out with a phone number. It's a dedicated phone number that we have. It's 0488-826-392. And if you're in Australia, you can simply text YES to that number. 
The next day after that, we came up with 30 days where every day you'd get an encouraging scripture, just one. And every day for 30 days, you'd get a prayer, a different one every day, just one. Fits on one screen of a smartphone. And you'd get it every single day. And so many people have said to me that those 30 days, it was like every day God was speaking to them. You can opt out whenever you like because it's from us. We guarantee we'll never write and ask you for anything. We never have and we won't. We're not trying to get you to do something. We're trying to help you and give you something. And so, so many people have texted yes. Well, then, of course, we discovered there were people outside of Australia who wanted it. So we started yes.metrochurch.org.au so that you can get all the same stuff via email. Again, you can opt out whenever you like. We don't spam people. And you get to start a journey with God. Every single week, people text their yes, send in their yes. Now we've got metrochurch.online. And if you're on that this morning, the yes button comes up. You just go bang on that button and then put in your email address and we send it to you. Someone from this church sends you that stuff every single day for those 30 days. After the 30 days, there's other subjects that you can opt into if you want to learn more or not. It's up to you. But I pray that if you're in that space right now, like I was many, many years ago where I was kind of on the other side of the door looking in thinking, gee, I'd like that. But I don't know what reason there was in my head. I think it was the one of, oh, I'm not good enough. I've done too much. That stopped me and I remember the moment where I took the courage to go, I'll just step across. And I gave Jesus my yes and it transformed my life. So I pray that today you'll do that. Can we do that? Just pray a minute. Heavenly Father, thank you for the people that are part of this service, whether they're in the building or whether they're online right now or whether they're going to be online during the week, as so many are. Jesus, we're sorry that sometimes we've made it so hard complicated when it was so simple all the time just say yes Father we pray for everybody that's wanting to come home to you today people that maybe even used to walk with you and then lost their way and today they want to say yes again or people that want to say yes for the first time pray you'll help them today in Jesus name Amen Amen <laughs> 